Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy Sabbath. Happy, Happy GYC. All right. All right. Okay. Um, time goes by quick when you're having fun, right? All right. Um, <clears throat> here we are. Um, it's been a wonderful, blessed um, week. Uh, today is our last meeting with you. If we don't meet each other again for some reason, we hope to see each other under the tree of life when Jesus comes. Okay, before that, there's a story I want to bring you uh, that's found in Matthew 14. It's about Peter. You know, when Jesus is calling Peter to step outside the boat, right? Whose story is this, do you think? It should be each of our story, right? When Peter, Peter acknowledged it was Jesus because it was Jesus alone that's, who was able to walk on water. Peter understood that. But what's interesting is Peter had the same desire to do what Jesus had done. That's why he said, Lord, if it is you, I know it's you. Bid me to come to you. Bid me to do something that is impossible to be done without you. What did Jesus say? Matthew 14, verse 29. He said what? Come. This very word, the word come, is the word that sustains Peter. That Peter was able to walk on water and did not drown. So you know, brother and sister, last night was a good presentation about what? The righteousness of Christ. When you're in the boat, you acknowledge what Jesus is able to do, you, to do to you. You have faith in Jesus. You have been justified. But you're only sanctified once you have the desire to emulate, to do what he does. How does he accomplish that in us? But wait a minute, Lord, it's water. Humans do not walk on water, do we? The life in flesh, the life in the boat is a comfortable life. Often we say, Lord, I'm going to step on water, but you provide some kind of net, some kind of security system so we don't drown. Nobody's going to see it. It's a net underneath. Okay, then I start walking. Does that happen? No, Jesus says, go start walking. Get out of your comfort zone because that's the only way you're going to experience what God is like. Taste and see that the, the, that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who's walking in water. With him. <laughs> Blessed is a man who trusts in him. Psalm 34 verse 8. You know, throughout our lives, we desire to have security system, Right? We, we like something to fall back on. Yes, Lord, I want to become a missionary, but you know what, Lord? Give me passive income. Have you heard that? I'd like to become a missionary. You know, if the nerves that, that gives us the fear, feeling of be, being afraid, were to be taken out, you, 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 can you imagine what sort of things you'd be doing if you had no sense of fear? Yeah, you and I would be doing wonderful things for the Lord. We don't need safety nets in our lives. What's safe in the life of flesh is actually dangerous in the life of spirit. Because what's born by the flesh is flesh. What's born by the spirit is spirit. Us as Seventh-day Adventists, we know this exactly. 
but it's always this one thing that's stopping us from doing the wonderful things for the Lord, with the Lord. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Oh, yeah, that guy is saying that because he's got a lot of money. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. Somebody, I heard somebody, hey, you want to go to the mission field? Yeah, but is it dangerous? People ask me that question. Are there snakes where you are? Yes, a cobra. Hey, don't worry about snakes. It's serpents you got to worry about, right? Amen. The serpents in your comfort life. Don't worry about snakes. Snakes are not going to kill you. Yeah, but if we get sick, what if our family member dies? I want to tell you a story. Okay. About eight years ago, almost eight years ago, my wife's mother died. It was uh, one of the lowest points of our lives financially. Because we had sacrificed everything for the Lord. You know, we had made journeys walking on water with the Lord. Sometimes we look back. Lord, take me back to the boat. I've gone too far here. Yes, Peter got comfortable walking in the water. He became overconfident. God doesn't want us to become overconfident, right? Once we become overconfident, we drown. But Jesus was there. Takes him by the hand. He got too comfortable, too confident. Jesus had to walk him back to the boat. Is it wrong to be in the boat? It's wrong to be in the boat if you're afraid to step outside the boat. It's wrong to be in the boat. It's okay to be in the boat once you step outside the boat and start walking with Jesus. He's going to bring you back to your boat. Amen. There's nothing wrong with the boat, brothers and sisters. Sandy and I were not walking always on the water. Jesus had to take us back in the boat. What we think we have lost, we've gained some back. I'm still not a multimillionaire. No, but God restores a little bit. Because why? Because we're working for Him. The ministry that we run, the television, you know, we can't pay with leaves. We got to pay with money. We just acquired... Um, Airplane, last October, two months ago. You need money to pay the gas, right? I became the pilot. That cost money too. Because that way, God has to take you back in the boat. But the story I was going to tell you is uh, when my mother died, my mother-in-law died. I think you should tell the story. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I feel the burden is, is real, right? Because I know... A lot of people over here are really willing to seek Him. Seek him. To seek Him. And God is really willing to cooperate with all of you. If you let God to work in your heart with no, with no choices, you know. Kamu datang kepada Tuhan tanpa pilihan. You come to the Lord with no preferences at all. Apapun yang menjadi pilihan Tuhan itu terbaik buat diri kita. Whatever is God is choosing for you, it is actually the best for us. Kalau kita masih mempunyai pilihan, if we still have our own preferences and choices, Tuhan tidak bisa bekerja. God cannot work in us. Untuk datang kepada Tuhan persyaratannya dengan 
tanpa pilihan Tuhan. You can only come to the Lord with under one condition, you have no preferences at all. No choices of your own. Di saat ibu saya meninggal, when my mother died, saya berada di titik ekonomi yang paling rendah. I, we were in the lowest point in the economy. Karena di Alkitab ditulis bahwa here I am send me Lord. The Bible says here I am send me Lord. Dan Tuhan katakan bahwa kita datang kepada Tuhan untuk semuanya. Uh, we, we were encouraged to come to the Lord just as we are, everything we have. We cannot tell like here I am send his money Lord. No. Lord here I am send me. Apapun yang ada kepada saya Tuhan. Whatever is with, within me. Uang saya. My money. Talenta saya. My talent. Masa depan saya. My future. Masa depan anak-anak saya. Future of my children. Masa depan keluarga saya. The future of my whole family. Saya akan berikan semuanya kepada Engkau Tuhan. I'm gonna put everything unto you, Lord. Biarlah segala sesuatu menjadi kemuliaan bagi namaMu. Sorry. Biarlah segala sesuatu menjadi kemuliaan. Oh, let everything become glory to Your name. Sehingga di saat ibu saya meninggal. So when my mother died. Saya tidak ada uang. We had no money at that time. Tradisi di keluarga ibu saya. The tradition in my mom's family. Kalau meninggal itu seperti pesta. Yeah, somebody passes away, it becomes like a party almost. Saya ialah cucu Festivity. pertama, anak pertama. I I was the I am the first born, uh, first grand uh, child and the first born in my family. Dan saya ialah kebanggaan di dalam keluarga itu. Uh, I had become the pride of my family. Mereka sedang melihat. They were actually expecting to see. Si lihat Sandy sudah tidak bisa apa-apa lagi. What is Sandy gonna do? She cannot do anything anymore. Gara-gara dia melepas hartanya. Ah, because she let go everything she had. Akhirnya dia dipermalukan oleh Tuhan. Oh, let, let's see how God is gonna embarrass her. Bahkan dia sudah tidak bisa membeli peti untuk ibunya sendiri. Let's see if he can still afford a, a casket for her mother. Apakah sulit? Was it hard? Sangat sulit. It was tough. Sangat sulit buat kedagingan saya. It was so tough for my flesh. Saya katakan Tuhan dulu saya bisa beli apapun. Lord, I was able to buy anything that I could want. Uh, I, I wanted to buy. Kenapa sekarang peti aja saya nggak bisa? Now I cannot even afford a casket for my mom. Tapi saya katakan. And then, uh, but I said. Segala sesuatu di dalam kehidupan bukan kebetulan. Everything in this life is not coincident. Engkau menemukan aku Tuhan karena ada satu alasan. You have found me for one reason. Singkat cingkat cerita. Long story short, saya harus mencari peti buat ibu saya dan peralatan-peralatan kematian buat ibu saya. I had to find the funeral services uh, the, the provider for my mother. Saya tidak ada uang. I had no money. Saya mulai bertanya harga-harganya. I started calling around Lalu for prices. Sangat mahal. Well, it was a lot of money. Lalu saya pergi ke toko yang satu lagi. And then I went to another place. Di saat saya masuk, And then, uh, saya when mengetuk. I... When I, I, I came into the place, lalu orang itu melihat wajah saya. The owner of the business came out and saw my face. Dikatakan sini. Hey, you come come inside. Oh, you must be Ramon and this is Shandy, right? Oh, you're Ramon and Shandy. <laughs> Dan kebetulan kita punya TV. Yeah, uh, we, we we have a television. Jadi saya kira dia mengenal salah saya melalui TV saya. Oh, I thought she was uh, one of the television viewers we have. Jadi saya katakan dia, ini Ramon, ini Sandy. Well, that's right. This is Ramon and my um, I'm Sandy. Dan saya butuh semua kebutuhan untuk ibu saya. I need all the services provided for my mother. Lalu orang itu mengatakan, "Oh, ya, saya tahu." Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Semua sudah ada tulis, saya sudah siapkan semuanya untuk Sandy. I got everything listed. I know what you need. I can provide for you. 
dan secara manusia berdosa. Well, sometimes a human flesh. Selalu berpikir negatif. I was thinking negative thoughts about the lady. Saya katakan kepada suami saya mungkin dia belum menjual. Well, I said to my husband, yeah, this poor lady maybe they, she has not made any sales today or this week. Jadi dia paksa kita untuk beli. She was so persistent for us to buy her service. It's okay, kita beli dan Tuhan pasti akan bayar. But we we just said, okay, let's just take her service. God's gonna provide. Lalu dia sudah provide semuanya. Yeah, she provided everything. Dia bahkan saya bahkan uh, lihat warna petinya apa. She showed us the casket she was gonna provide for my mom. Dan saya tahu petinya itu mahal dan warnanya putih dan itu peti yang saya inginkan buat ibu saya. I know it was a white casket that I saw at the other place. I know the casket itself is so expensive. Dan itu peti yang saya inginkan buat ibu saya. But that, that casket I really wanted for my mom. Lalu akhirnya singkat cerita ibu saya sudah dikuburkan. And then the service was uh, finally done and then we buried my mom. Lalu saya tanya di mana bilnya. And then the lady came and then I, I was asking for the bill. Lalu dia berikan saya bilnya hanya harga transportasinya. She gave us this bill. I looked at the bill. She was only charging us for the transportation fee. Lalu saya katakan, ini harganya bukan seperti ini. I said to the lady, you know what? This price can be right. Ini harganya lebih daripada itu. I know the price for this whole service has got to be a lot more than this. Dia katakan gak apa-apa, Sandy. Yang lainnya nggak usah dibayar. Sandy, it's okay. Everything, just don't pay for it. Saya katakan saya tidak mau. I don't want to be. I don't want to be paid Karena for it. Karena saya orang bisnis juga. And then I said, no, I don't want to do this because I'm a business person. Harus bayar. I got to make payment. Lalu dia pegang pundak saya. She grabbed me by my shoulder. Lalu dia shaking saya. Shook me, my shoulder. Lalu dia katakan, Sandy, dengar. Sandy, listen to me. Saya akhirnya, okay, kamu harus menjelaskan saya kenapa saya harus menerima ini semua dari kamu. Well, you got to listen to me why you have to accept my gifts for you. Dia katakan. She said. Malam sebelum kamu datang. The night before you came. Tuhan kasih saya mimpi. God gave us a dream. God gave me a dream. Bahwa ada yang mukanya seperti kamu bernama Sandy. There's this person that looks exactly like you. The name is Sandy. Dan mukanya seperti suami kamu bernama Ramon. And the man that looks like your husband, uh, his name is Ramon. Dan Tuhan kasih list buat saya. And then God gave me a list for me to provide. Bahkan Tuhan tulis. Uh, God even told told me. Peti apa dan warna apa yang kamu inginkan? Which, cas- which casket I should provide for your mother? Dan Tuhan katakan. And God said to me. Jangan pernah kamu ambil bayaran dari dia. Do not charge them anything. Karena hidup dia sangat berarti bagi saya. Because their lives are so precious to me. Wow. I tell God, I'm super materialistic person. I was born and raised in the society who doesn't know you. Why you want to use me? You even tell to that lady that my life is precious. Do you know, brother and sister, it's not just only my life, but all of your life here is precious in Him. So He will do anything to shake heaven and earth for you to come back and trust Him. For the church to put on his identity, we need to stop to bring the spirit of competition inside our community or our church. Amen. We need to stop bringing that we better than everyone. Kita harus membawa spirit Tuhan kembali ke dalam gereja Tuhan. We have to bring back the spirit of Christ into the church. 
Pengalaman ini yang menghancurkan kedagingan saya. This is the experience that actually broke my flesh. Pengalaman ini yang menghancurkan hidup saya. This is the ex- the, the the experience that actually broke my my life. Dan saya katakan kepada suami saya. And then I said to my husband. Kemanapun Tuhan akan membawa kamu. Anywhere God is going to bring us, bring you. Saya akan percaya akan terus mendampingi kamu sampai Yesus menjemput kita. I'm going to walk alongside with you until Jesus comes Dan to take us. Saya akan mendidik anak-anak saya. I'm going to teach our children. Untuk tidak memakai uang Tuhan sedikit pun. Do not use any money that God has given them. Untuk keperluan mereka. Untuk for their for for their own needs Dan and saya, glory. By the grace of God, saya akan mendidik anak-anak saya. By the grace of God, we're going to teach our children. Untuk menjadi pekerjaan Tuhan. To become the workers of the Lord. Because God needs His work. You know what? Lot of places, lot of people are dying with tanpa mengenal Tuhan. A lot of people are dying without knowing the Lord. Mereka tidak punya opportunity seperti kita semua yang ada di sini. They have no opportunities like you and me here. Saya hampir hilang. I was almost lost. Saya hampir tidak mengenal Tuhan. I almost didn't get to know Him. Dan saya bernasar. And I had my promise to the Lord. I'm about. Lord, if you one day find me, saya akan berjanji untuk menjadi pengikutmu. I'm gonna, I'm gonna promise. I'm gonna follow you. Saya akan berjanji mencari jiwa-jiwa yang rindu mengenal Engkau. I'm gonna start seeking for the souls that are longing to seek you. Here I am. God says, we tell God, God, here I am. Send us. Right. Well, um, we have some pictures we think uh, we've been burdened, uh, whether we should share it or not. But um, just to show you what kind of a life we live, that people would think it's a normal life, right? Can we show, maybe? Okay. There you go. Okay. Next. You see that That was one? my wife. You see my eyes? Before, saya sebelumnya tidak bisa normal seperti ini. I couldn't be, I, I couldn't function normally, normally before. Saya harus pakai alkohol saya. I had to have my alcohol. Saya harus pakai obat-obatan saya. I had to have my drugs. Supaya saya normal untuk bisa berbicara. So I can actually start conversing normally like a normal person. Saya tidak pernah pergi ke rehabilitasi. I never went to a rehab center. Tuhan menemukan saya dan saya tidak pakai apapun sekarang. Oh, God has found me without any medication at all. Sekarang saya bisa berfungsi normal. I think I can find uh, uh, function normally now. Itu karena Tuhan. It's only because of Jesus. Next. Okay. God's makeover. Right? <laughs> Praise the Lord, right? He can change people. He can change all of us. Kalau kita datang kepada Tuhan. All right. Kalau kita datang kepada Tuhan. If we Tuhan, do come to the Lord. Wanita yang berdandan itu. The, the woman on the left. Wanita and loves herself. yang tidak punya tidak bel- belum diekspos oleh misi. Well, the woman that's not yet been not yet been exposed to the mission. Di saat Tuhan mengekspos saya. When God exposes to the mission. Otomatis saya menjadi manusia yang satu lagi. Automatically I become the other woman on the right side. Kenapa? Why? Di saat saya beli bedak saya. Uh, every time I want to buy something for my makeup. Saya ingat bahwa orang-orang di di kampung I start to remember people in the village. Mereka tidak bisa makan. They cannot even eat. Dan makanan mereka beras mereka seharga bedak saya. Well, the price of their meal is just as much as my powder for my makeup. Kenapa saya tidak pakai jewelry saya? Why do I not wear my jewelry? 
Saya jual jewelry saya. I get rid, I sold my karena saya bisa bangun gereja di tempat-tempat pelosok. Because we could build churches in faraway places. Can you imagine? We use things just only for our own. Apa kebanggaan tuh? Our own pride. Our own pride. Kita tidak sadar ternyata kita bisa menghasilkan jiwa-jiwa di we, we don't realize with all the money that we think we have that belongs to us we can produce souls for the Lord. Aku mau yang Papua tapi kamu dulu. It's okay. Suatu hari saya dibawa Tuhan ke tempat yang terpelosok. One day I was taken by the Lord to a deep interior. Kenapa saya akhirnya berubah? Uh, why did I change? Saya terbang. And then I, I flew. Suami saya bilang mau honeymoon. My husband said, I want to take you to honeymoon. Saya katakan honeymoon seperti apa? What kind of honeymoon? Honey? Lalu saya datang, saya suruh asisten saya packing semua barang-barang saya. I, I told my assistant to pack up my stuff. Karena saya mau pergi honeymoon. I was going to go to honeymoon. Tapi suami saya bilang, uh, but my husband said, you need to trust me. The key is trust. Saya katakan, okay, saya akan percaya kamu. I said, okay, I'm going to believe you. Saya pergi terbang. I flew. Di tempat yang hours. namanya Papua. I flew into Papua. Saya landing. I landed the plane. Lalu saya sudah siap untuk menunggu limosin atau apapun yang mau menjemput saya. I was expecting for a limo to pick me up. Tapi ternyata saya dijemput oleh orang yang berdandan sangat sederhana. But instead somebody is really simple looking person that came to pick us up. Ternyata saya tahu itu pendeta. I found out he's a pastor. Lalu dia katakan, "Ayo naik mobil saya." The pastor said, "Okay, come uh, get in the car." Saya katakan Ramon suruh pendeta itu datang ke sini. I said what? Tell the pastor come pick me up here in the car. Kamu katakan tidak boleh dia pendeta. What? You don't do that. He's a pastor. Lalu kamu mau apa? Now, what do you want? Bawa ini semua masuk ke uh, mobil. Well, we got to bring all this stuff to the car. Saya udah mulai marah sama dia. I started to become afraid. I uh, angry with my husband. Lalu dia katakan trust me, right? Oke, okay, saya mencoba untuk percaya. I I I try to believe him. Lalu saya bawa ke mobil. And then I bring it to the uh, bring the stuff to the car. Dan mobilnya jeleknya minta ampun. Oh, the car was a was a beat up old car. Di mobilnya itu ada fan. The car had little fan. Bunyinya. Lalu saya katakan kepada Ramon, saya kira saya akan dijemput oleh limosin. Oh, I was expecting a nice car to pick me up. Mana itu kok mobilnya kayak gini? What kind of car is this? Ramon bilang, trust me. Uh, my husband said, trust me. Oke, okay, saya duduk. I sat down. Saya mulai kepanasan. I was becoming hot. Lalu saya katakan, kita mau nginep di hotel mana? Uh, where are we gonna go to the hotel? Which hotel are we gonna stay? Lalu pendetanya bilang, ibu akan menginap di rumah saya. Pastor said, you're gonna stay overnight in my house. Saya mulai mencubit suami saya. I started grabbing my husband. Saya bilang sama suami saya. I said to him. Mobilnya aja jelek, apalagi rumahnya. Wow, his car is ugly. I can imagine his house. Lalu saya mulai stress. I was really becoming stressful for me. Saya mulai anxious. Saya mulai kesel. I becoming really angry. Lalu sudah sampai di rumahnya. And then I, I got to his place. Lalu dia mulai menurunkan barang-barang saya. Started to unload the stuff. Dan dia mulai menunjukkan kamar saya. He showed me the room. Saya udah nggak suka. I, I, I wasn't having a good time. Saat saya masuk ke kamar itu, I come inside the room. Saya disambut oleh kipas angin. And then I, I was welcomed by another fan. I was like, yeah, right. 
Lalu saya bilang sama suami saya. I said to my husband. Bisa nggak rumah ini kita beliin AC aja? Well, can we go out and buy AC for this house? We buy it. Lalu for saya him. tanya sama pendetanya. I asked for the pastor, can we buy AC for your house? Saya akan beri kak beli rumah kamu semua AC. Well, I install AC to your house. Supaya saya bisa tidur. So I can sleep. Lalu pendetanya bilang listrik kami tidak cukup untuk satu AC. Well, uh, pastor said our, electric, our electricity cannot hold the power to sustain AC. Lalu saya katakan, jadi saya harus seperti apa? So what do we do? Ya, silakan tidur dengan dengan kipas angin. Well, you have to sleep with the fan on. Saya marah sekali. So I was really angry. Lalu tidur, suami saya bisa tidur? And then I saw my husband just sleeping like no problem. Saya ambil obat tidur. I took on the sleeping pill. Saya nggak bisa tidur. Still couldn't sleep. Karena ada kapuk. There's a, you sleep in this uh, cotton bed with a. Hidung saya mulai gatel. I know it's starting to become itchy. Saya mulai nangis. I started crying. Lalu pendeta itu bilang. Uh, pastor said. Ayo kita pergi shopping. Okay, let's go shopping. Karena kita harus pergi ke pedalaman. Because we're gonna go to deep interior. Oh, saya senang shopping. Oh, I like shopping. Oh, saya bilang yes. Inilah nggak apa-apalah. Saya pergi shopping. It's alright. I like shopping. I can do this. Ya, pas saya datang pergi ke shopping. I went to the marketplace. Saya diantar pergi ke mana? Where did they take me? Ukai ukai. Right? <laughs> ukai ukai. What is ukai ukai? Who's Filipino here? <laughs> It's a place where they sell used clothings. Lalu saya mulai stres. Saya harus ambil boots. And then they, they, we had to buy boots. Saya bilang saya punya boots yang mahal. Saya I bawa. Have, I got expensive boots. Oh itu nggak bisa dipakai di hutan. Oh, I can use those boots in the jungle, man. Itu mahal loh. Masa nggak bisa dipakai? Kualitasnya bagus. Good quality. Oh nggak bisa dipakai. No, can't use them. Harus pakai rubber boots. Gotta use the rubber boots. Saya sudah mulai didandani oleh mereka. Oh, they dress me up and everything. Saya pergi terbang. And then they took me on a flight. Oh, terbang sampailah saya ke pedalaman. And then I got to a deep interior. Mata saya mulai terekspos. My eyes started to see something. Orang-orang keluar dari semak-semak. People literally come out of the bushes. Saya mulai bingung. I I, I was um, worried. Saya mulai confused. bingung dan saya mulai saya mulai bertanya. I started asking myself. Tuhan, Lord, dari mana orang-orang ini? Where do these people come from? Bagaimana orang-orang ini bisa hidup? How can these people live? Kenapa mereka tidak punya baju tapi mereka senang? Well, they have no clothes but they look happy. Kenapa mereka tidak punya sepatu tapi mereka bisa senang? They got no shoes but they walking around fine, no problem. Tuhan, ada apa ini? Well, what's what's going on here, Lord? Lalu saya mulai berjalan. And then I started walking. Dan akhirnya memakan waktu sekitar 6 jam perjalanan saya okay. sampai ke satu kampung. And then it took me six hours in the deepest interiors. Dari sejak saya tidak bisa berdoa sampai saya mengerti berdoa. I didn't know how to pray. I started learning how to pray. Saya mulai menangis. I started crying. Lalu saya sampai di kampung itu. And then I arrived in the place. Lalu ada hills. And ada there's a hill on that village. Saya pergi ke bukit itu. I got up in the village. Dan I mean saya lihat seluruh orang itu ada di situ. I was able to see all the mountain, the, the sea, ocean of people in that village. Lalu Tuhan mulai memberikan saya suatu apa ya pengertian. And then God give me like all flashes of understanding. Sandy, di saat engkau memakai uang-uangmu untuk kenyamananmu. And then God was telling me, Sandy, all this money that you're spending for your own glory. Di saat engkau memakai uang-uangmu untuk harga dirimu. And all the money that you spend to to give yourself pride. Orang-orang ini tidak dapat mengenal aku bahkan mungkin mereka mempu- tidak mungkin mempunyai pengalaman untuk mengenal aku karena these people are, memakai itu. These people are dying without experience, without knowledge of Jesus. Saya mulai menangis. I started crying. 
Dan di bukit itu saya katakan. And on top of that hill I said, Lord, if someday I go back to Jakarta, which is my place, I know I'm not going to be easy to know you because I go back in my previous society. But please, Lord, remember that, I, that me are willing to be your servant. And I, I tell the Lord, Lord, please give me Indonesia. <laughs> Let me, give me opportunity, can serve my people and my country. So my people and my country can know you. And you know what? God bring me to even like this. Through even like this, now we have the television. 24 hours, 7 days, tele, uh, satellite television can reach Indonesia. And God tell me, you remember your prayer? That you want to serve your people in your country? I give you. So brother and sister, I don't know what is your prayer. I don't know what's inside your heart. And I don't know what do you want. God are waiting in front of you and ask you directly, <clears throat> what do you want? And God are willing to help you. But you need to be willing to go to the deepest crisis with God and trust that everything's going to be okay. As long as I have you, God, and that's it, all I need. Praise the Lord. You know, um, you know Caterpillar, right? You know, not every single caterpillar turns out to be butterfly. Yeah. A caterpillar must decide to stop at some point of his life. You know, they can just be eating away the leaves, you know, without stopping at some point. Because once they stop, the nature will take over, right? This caterpillar will wrap itself to become a cocoon. The nature will help this little creature to die for how long? Maybe the caterpillar had no idea how long it was going to take. But there must be a death to self. At some point, this cocoon will break. The creature that was once a caterpillar will become a butterfly. This, is, this has to be our journey as Christians. Trans, uh, changing, making transformation from the life of flesh into the life of spirit, you got to make friends with time. Sometimes we don't like to deal with time because if we, wanna, we want something, Lord, I want to become butterfly as soon as we leave GYC. Oh. <laughs> you get out of the door, you want to become butterfly. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Many times it doesn't happen. You got to make friends with time. Only by making friends with time, only by believing you stay in the course, you're going to be butterfly. Instead of eating this one branch, this little twig, a few leaves, God gives you something completely different. We praise the Lord. We get to see the whole tree Amen. with complete understanding Amen. about the plan of salvation. That is the true meaning of Sabbath. Come unto me, ye that labor. Amen. And uh, heavily, heavy laden, I will give you what? Rest. I will give you rest. 
You know, all of our lives, we're, we're wondering what the meaning of life is. We go to school, we, we establish careers, we establish businesses, we teach our children only to perpetuate all these things that we worry about. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What am I going to drink? You've got to stop. Allow the Lord to transform you from within. For how long? I don't know. But God promises you, we shall all be butterflies. Amen. Amen. There's a video I don't want to play, I think, for us to close. The video is 10 minutes long, but it, I, I hope we enjoy it. It's a, it's, the video is made by my friend, a secular filmmaker who happens to know me from my previous life. He came to see us. He was shocked at the choices that we make. He decided to make a video. I gave him my computer. Oh, here is some photo, whatever you dig, whatever you think you want to make video of. I hope you'll be blessed. Uh, here it is. It's, it's in YouTube. It's called Simplicity of Happiness. Uh, one night in Los Angeles, while drinking and you know, having fun, uh, he took out his hand, like, hey, dude, let's race to the first million dollar. <laughs> race for a million dollar. That's an aggressive race. You know? But you know what? Just because I didn't like the guy, I really took on the race, you know, seriously. Five years after we had the handshake, I think I was uh, 28, I'm like, now I have more than a million dollars in my bank. I think I want to call that guy. And then actually he, he, he came. I picked him up with the Range Rover, you know, nice. I was asking him, so what are you doing now, man? You know, you get that million dollar yet? He said, no. And then it made me feel good. Oh, this is what it feels like. Defeating, you know, people that you hate. So I just kept on going, you know. And I had, I had houses, I had properties, you know, and a few apartments. Oh, I counted, I had like 15 cars or something, you know. Six, seven Harleys at the time, and then just toys in my garage, and then I could buy anything I want. And then I had everything that everybody else wanted. Man, I feel like I'm on top of my world. But how come there's such a big, big, Fear. How do I not become afraid? And because the fear is just not pleasant. Is this really going to last forever? And then I had, I had accumulated much to the point where all I thought was just myself. An old man owed me money, you know. Then he gave me a check. Check is good for next week. Following week, I took it to the bank and it bounced. I go, okay, promise you, promise you, next week. Promise. Okay. To see him the next week, still didn't have money. So he lied to me three times. And then there was ego talking, you know, it was not about money anymore, you know. Couldn't care less about money. But, you know, just don't do that to me. Brought my bouncer with me, you know, my hitman. 
destroyed his office and then smashing things. The guy was so scared, he was smoking, he lit up a cigarette, he was so old, fragile, old and gray and bent and shaking. There I was, you know, I was still young, you know, tough. And I was so happy, you know, just his office was destroyed, you know, tables split in two and chairs, you know. I went home. Next day I found out he died, heart attack. All for five thousand dollars. What have I become? You know? It should have been me. I just made a promise that the rest of my life I just choose to do good things for other people. That's it. Indonesia is already a, it's a developing country and then my village where I live is probably one of the um, underdeveloped villages. I'm not saying you have to sell your houses, your, your cars and everything. Well, that's what I did but I'm not, I'm not uh, imposing the values to other people. That's what I needed to do. What I'm saying is uh, maybe there's somebody that needs to build a uh, whatever, you know, the houses or irrigation system or something or anything, there's a need, you know, in their village. You go out and you be the, the answer to the need. I think the true happiness is when you start to empty yourself a little bit more and more and more the next day. Giving is actually the key to happiness. We bring different values to young people that maybe that are really becoming addicted with um, selfishness. You go ask young people, say, what do you want to do in life, man? You know, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. Why? To make a lot of money. I say, I tell my children, you know, if there's time, there's money, you become doctors. When you graduate, you become anything. You go out to the villages, go help serve people who cannot repay you at all. And it gives me such satisfaction. Now we have a clinic down there, you know, with the whole village, you know, we fix their teeth, we clean them up, and, you know, the, 
And then they, they come back home like, oh, I've been suffering for years. I have no money to go to doctors and everything. Now, thank God, you know, now I have you. You know, they, they're happy because of your presence, because of your service that you do. Punya keberanian, ya, untuk mempunyai keredan hati, mau belajar, menyatakan bahwa, oke, saya orang muda, saya perlu belajar karena I'm not that smart, ya. Karena kita banyak perlu, we have to learn many things. Ini perlu kerendahan hati. Kenapa? Karena gini, <coughs> kamu tuh jadi manusia tuh harus punya sesuatu yang kamu mau. Achievement. Kamu mau apa? Yes, we teach the young people to be successful and everything. But before they become successful financially, I think it's good for them to have a good foundation of morale, which is actually not about self. It's about giving to other people empowering, uh, being uh, beneficial to other people. Your, be uh, your presence need to benefit other people. That's how you can create the balanced society. It's uh, actually contagious. When you go inspire somebody else, they become inspired, they want to do something else. Why is it really important? Well, because there's so much suffering in this world because everybody serves themselves. Selflessness is really the key. The fear, it's not there anymore. Yeah, there's really nothing to be afraid of. You know, ten years ago, beyond, happiness can only be defined by the feeling of having something that nobody else has. That was my happiness. You know? Winning the race in life. It's, it's completely opposite. It's towards... Um, fulfilling somebody else's dream. The togetherness and doing something different, you know, for other people really is the, the uh, what's going to unite your family even more. live a simpler life. The life of service. Amen. Are we afraid? We might be. But God says don't be afraid. Because why? Because He knows we're afraid. Philippians 2 verse 12. I'm going to close you with this thought, okay? Wherefore, my... Okay, I want to read the, the last... Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We've heard this before. Wait a minute. I thought our salvation was given by the Lord through grace in Christ. Yes, that's true. What does that mean? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I had no idea how to answer this when people asked me the question. Until I read Ellen White's writing. Our High Calling, 91, paragraph 2. It says... I was just read it, okay? It says this, okay? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling simply means what? What does this mean, Mrs. White says? It means every day you are, not to dis you are to distrust your own human efforts and wisdom. You are to fear and speak, to speak at random, fear to follow your own impulses. 
fear that the pride of heart and the love of the world and lust of the flesh shall exclude the precious grace of the Lord Jesus is longing to bestow upon you. What does that mean to work your salvation? What does that mean having faith in Christ? Is having faith in nothing else. Is having faith in not yourself anymore. Not your own wisdom, not your own money, not your own career, not your own education, not your parents. Only in the Word of God. Only then we can be used for God's service. At some point of our lives, we get returned to people that used to hang out with the previous society. It's all good. They understand now. They understand the Bible is actually alive in us instead of us giving the Bibles to them. They don't get it. They need the Bible to be translated through what? Through the life choices that you have. We got to get out of comfort zone. I hear there's a church is building. Oh, I don't want to go there, but you buy a pipe organ for $4 million. Well, your pipe organ is still functioning. You know how long I can broadcast my television in Indonesia with the $4 million? Guess how long? 100 years. Mercy. I don't have to worry about bills anymore. God have mercy on us. You go to church only to show off your full production, only to look good. The parking lot is full with new cars. Well, the world is dying. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for GYC. Yes, Lord. Thank you for 2022. Today we want to walk a new life with you. Amen. We want to get out of our comfort zones in the life of flesh into the life of spirit with you. Yes. Lord, help us not to become afraid. Help, help us to become the beacon of light mm. because it is what the world is waiting for. Let it happen for real this time, Lord. No more promises. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I'll see you. God bless. This message was recorded at the GYC Conference Nothing in Houston, Texas. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to challenge and inspire young people to take sacrificial initiative for Christ and to see Jesus finish the work in this generation. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org.